You know what would have been a good goof here? Mm. Hang on, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this a good goof. Okay. Uh, you, you fill you fill some time here. Do some filling. Uh, uh, oh God, I don't know how to fill time. What are you talking about? Um, I've been putting this ball on my cat's head repeatedly, and he's very mad about it. You have. Yeah. Um. Uh, I have learned today that people can get drunk off vanilla extract, which sounds like a nightmare because vanilla extract tastes like butts when it's in its pure form. Why would you do that? Um, because people are desperate. That sounds like That's a all terrible thing. Yeah, I mean, like, I've heard of people drinking cooking wine before, which is gross because it's salted. Um, but also just people are weird. People are weird. But yeah, I was today years old when I found out that people <laughs> do that. Today years old. Sure, I was today years old. <laughs> Makes me laugh. Um, I almost bought a Ruby outfit today. You did. I bought a Ruby outfit recently and I've, I've, <sighs> I was very close to buying another one. I was very, very close. I still haven't ruled it out. I keep looking at it thinking like, this is a terrible idea and like, but it's a great idea. I would look great in this Ruby outfit. <sighs> Why are things so expensive? That's a guy I wish I could tell you, buddy. Uh, yeah, that's a weird habit of mine. I, I like make a weird. It's not a hiss sound. I don't know what it is. I don't know why I do that. Um. I, I don't know how to kill time anymore. I'm terrible at this. Oh, it's still there. The outfit is still for sale. <laughs> no, no. How much is $40 Canadian to US? Well, let's, let's figure that out. CAD right. to USD. Uh, 40, $29.99. <laughs> oh, it's $30. That's not bad. <sighs> this is making things worse and worse for you. Oh, I love it. Why? Why? We're just going to keep that up and think about it. Uh, now that I have the, the summer uniform... Mm -hmm. The uh, the stopper has been pulled out. Everything's just <laughs> gonna buy all the ruby That's outfits. True. Um, okay, well, we can stop filling time now. Woo! Finally, I've got this. I lost my, I lost my my thing. There it is. My uh, my toolbar, my my start bar. That thingy. I don't know. It <laughs> just disappeared. That was real That's weird. That's not something that's supposed to happen. Yeah. Um, you're gonna recognize this right away because you know what it is. I this is might be the only thing i know oh no currently we're gonna oh, no. we're gonna read a, a snippet of poetry here because we are highfalutin <laughs> individuals <laughs> i'm gonna skip the first stanza because i'm a jerk like that why because i just because because it'll give away the give away the joke real quick okay especially to you <laughs> al 
Yes. When you're reading poetry, do you how how do you feel when you're reading poetry? It depends on the poetry. Okay. Let me, let me read you some poetry. Mm-hmm. In what distant deeps or skies burned the fire of thine eyes? It's, it's getting getting real. Yeah. On what uh, <laughs> On what wings dare he aspire? What the hand dare seize the fire? And what shoulder and what art could twist the sinews of thy heart? And when thy heart began to beat, what dread hand and what dread feet? Dude, you know I know what this is. I right? know you know what this is. Okay. Um, but I feel like that's going to give us get us into the mood for this episode. Okay, because I've like legit have talked about that poem mm-hmm. like at least thrice to you. Yes. I feel like that's that's the poem I know, and then there's another poem that I know of his that's like that I remember reading in that romanticism class. But like other other than that, I don't really know much Blake. Mostly because like that was the thing that was the that was who we started with in that class, and it was the hardest. Yeah, Blake is tough. It is, especially because um, he's like the, he's the earliest person person in like that movement. And it's it's super weird that he's like also the toughest. Um. By the way, hello, welcome to this week's episode of Sea Slam Check OVA, your favorite romanticism poetry podcast. Uh, as we do. This is episode 119. I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc Howe and Ladium. Hello. Uh, this is a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. And today we are talking about Devil May Cry 5. Which, yep. which if you're if you're wondering and you're like, man, I haven't played Devil May Cry Five yet. Why are they starting off with talking about William Blake poetry? <laughs> we will get to that. Um, but first, we have some breaking news. Oof. That's the breaking news song. It just makes me want to pee. <laughs> I'm sorry, my my breaking news song makes you want to pee. <laughs> Um, this is not going to be breaking news by the time you listen to this because it's going to be well after the fact, but it is for us today. Um, yep. We watched that Google thing. Yeah, we will, we definitely watched that Google thing. Who boy. Uh, th- I mean, to be fair, uh, there had been rumors abound about Google getting into games for a while now. Mostly it was like, hey, they're probably making a streaming thing. And lo and behold, they're making a streaming thing. Yeah. Um. A lot of that, so let's let's break this down. Um, a lot of that tech sounds real interesting. If you're if we're just talking about it from a technological standpoint, some of the ideas they're going with, and presumably the stuff that they they're talking about is stuff that they think works. Um, it's very fascinating from a technological standpoint, like mm-hmm. the ideas of like you know, uh, creating peer to peer matchmaking without getting in the way of ISPs and all that sort of stuff, uh, streaming instantly without downloads or anything like that. All that so- stuff sounds real interesting, and it sounds like the future of games is, is pretty much it's kind of where it's heading. It's I know a lot of people have been talking about streaming for quite some time now and trying to dip their toes into it. But, you know, there are some caveats which they failed to really talk about today mostly like hey let's say most of the united states is not adequately prepared infrastructurally for good internet and the way they are making this thing 
at least like setting it out to be is that you're probably going to need good internet to have this thing, you know, work properly as with most streaming things. Like if you think you're going to be able to, like, I mean, there's been reports, you know, when they did their, their beta test and like late last year that like, Hey, supposedly people had like, we're doing this on like kind of lower end connections. Like maybe like a 20 megabyte down and even like going off of Wi-Fi, and they were saying, hey, this still works pretty well. Like there's pretty low latency, uh, low, like very little hiccups or anything like that. But even 20 megs down is still kind of like, that's good, but like not the whole country has 20 megs down. There's a lot of people right. out there who's going to have like maybe five at best. At right. best. At best. And this is, a th- this is the sort of thing you're not going to be able to use on five megs down. And no. get, like, the quality that they want, not get, like, the latency that they are trying to push for, not get the interference that they're saying that's not going to be there. And also, we live in an era where ISPs are pretty much monopolizing whatever area that you live in, where you basically have very little choice of what internet provider that... Ooh, don't I know it. ...will give you services, and... Some of those internet providers are also implementing things like data caps. Yep. To where you know you can't you you can't download like up to a certain specific amount, maybe like let's say like a 500 gig data cap. You go over that, you're gonna you know you're gonna be paying them blood money. Yep. And this or is, you get throttled, in which case you can't use. And this. you get or you get throttled, and this is the th- sort of thing that's gonna if like you're using this constantly, that's gonna hike that up, hike that up, hike that up, and you're going to run into some data cap issues. Um, and like I said, this is stuff that they, you know, a lot of people around the edges are like, hey, this is a thing you're going to have to deal with, and they did not talk about during their presentation, which is not the least bit surprising, but it is definitely a thing that's going to become an issue. And I think some people have kind of come out and said like, hey, you know, this this sounds like the technology's there, Mm-hmm. but the infrastructure's not like we are still years away from like the infrastructure in this country specifically uh getting up to speed enough to where like this sort of thing would work for for most of the country which you know with them advertising it as it's for everybody yeah. like yeah. it's for everybody who has the ability to have mm-hmm. that much internet and the idea that like oh well you know we're doing this so you don't have to pay hundreds of dollars to buy a console every six seven years when you're also spending hundreds of dollars on phones and computers which is where you are going to be playing these on so there's really not that much of a cost like reduction in that sense so there's a lot of like i feel like mixed messaging within that that announcement like and a lot of potential problems a lot of potential problems um specifically like the idea that hey you know, going down this route, if you were to, to go down the whatever the heck, state, stadia, spadia, stadia, stavia. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a fake sugar, but stadia is yes the name, I think. If you go down that route, you're basically saying, hey, I am going to be okay with not owning any of these games. Yeah, Google all my life. Google will own all those games. And with that comes the idea of like, hey... They can turn all this stuff off at any time they want. Like, I mean, we look at Google as this huge, you know, corporation that's worth billions upon billions upon billions of dollars. 
But that doesn't mean like they have the best track record in terms of introducing new ideas or services and them being like a a knock a, a home run, knocking it out of the park right. every time. Uh, right. Google Plus. Yes. Which they are they I think they just recently shut down or are about to shut down. Um, a prime example of that where they tried to get into the social media space and that thing flopped horribly. Super bad. And there's no guarantee that like, hey, this thing's gonna take off in the way that they think it is. Like if if it fails, they could just as easily one day just turn all the servers off and you would have zero access to all those games you would have you've you've potentially bought or subscribed to or whatever their thing's gonna become. Um and any like exclusive exclusive games that they're talking about making for that thing are gone forever. Because they will just be digital only, and that's a terrible, terrible thing for a an industry that already has incredible amounts of problems with game preservation. Yep. It's a uh, it's, it's yeah. Super problematic. Like I said, I think some of the the way they're talking, like the technology aspects of it, are interesting. But there are other aspects of it that I feel like outweigh this that are just absolutely terrifying. Also, that controller looks like butts. Yeah, and then they put the Konami code on the back of it for no reason. It's, it's like, hey, we like games. Hey, you remember the Konami code? <laughs> you want to talk about some game theory? Ugh, Ugh. that guy. His pants are too tight. Like, I heard his voice because I didn't have the video up. I just had, like, it in the background while I was working. And I heard his voice and I immediately cringed at my desk. I'm like, ugh. Yeah. Ugh. So, yeah, I feel like we just kind of, like, wanted to talk about that for a, a hot sec. Just because, like, man, we are really just barreling down into this dark cyberpunk future, aren't we? Ugh. Ugh. Speaking of dark cyberpunk futures that aren't existent. Um, I guess let's talk about Devil May Cry. <laughs> it's not cyberpunk <laughs> at all, but it is uh it is a dark future ish. I mean, future ish, I don't know what time period this this takes place in. I mean it's pretty modern, but we can call it future ish. Sure. There's a mechanical hand that can like <laughs> zip people around. That's pretty future ish. Sure. I'll and give probably you that. way more useful than this Google thing. Devil May Cry Five. Um, so you you have played a lot of these games, which is yeah. the exact opposite of me, where I've briefly dabbled with the the DMC reboot. Like I own so, it, but I don't. I haven't like beat it, and that's pretty much the extent of my knowledge of Devil May Cry. And I'm the opposite. I've played mm-hmm. all like one, two, three, four, and five, but not the reboot. So. Uh, we literally have the exact opposite experience there. It's wild. <laughs> um, but luckily, we have a very terribly music uh, history video to keep you up to speed on what's happening in Devil May Cry. Yep. Oof, that music. I muted it. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I was like, how do I make this music stop? Oh, wait, I have a mute button on my TV. <laughs> so I don't know if I would have actually, like, gone to the extent of actually like wanting to play this game if it wasn't for like watching you play the first couple of missions of this and be like what is this game <laughs> uh let's be real it was all nico nico it's made true. you want to buy this game nico's great it was nico and then seeing those live action versions of those cutscenes. 
Oh, those are funny. Those are really, really good. Uh, so yeah, this game's insane. Um, so for context, you have three main protagonists in this game. You do. Um, you, you have Dante, who we all know and maybe love, depending on your perspective. Dante from the Devil May Cry series. Dante, featuring Devil Dante. May Cry series. Yes. <laughs> um, we have uh, Nero, who is the protagonist from Four, mm-hmm. um, who was originally supposed to take Dante out, not on a date, but kill him. Mm-hmm. Um. And obviously that didn't work out. Um, and then we have V, who is our new Edge Lord boy. He, uh, he he just came right out of the hot topic and is ready to fight. <laughs> he has a cane and like a weird laced up vest and a ton of tattoos. Uh, a ton of tattoos. He kind of looks like Adam Driver uh, as Kylo Ren. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He he's. Um, very, very edgelordy, and he has a book with him that he, he keeps. It says V on the it front. It does. Uh, my favorite thing about the live action cutscenes is that they just they keep that they keep the same version, but it's just it's a it's a book, but it's just like the cover and everything's just taped over, and there's just a, a taped V on the cover. Yep. <laughs> really good. Uh, so yeah, those are your your three main protagonists that you all play as. They all, well. Two of them play similarly. One of them plays very differently. <laughs> yeah, so Dante has his normal, like, sword play and then gun play. Mm-hmm. Um, Nero plays almost exactly like he did in 4. Um, he he does have a loss of the, the demon arm, um, but in exchange he gets a, a zippy mechanical arm. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, like, his, his big gun and his sword... Um, he uses, and then V has three demons that he can summon, and usually you stay back as him mm-hmm. until like the demons have done enough damage. Then you can go in and do the finishing hit with him because he can't actually attack yeah. himself. Um, so his demons are this little panther guy that has a name that I can't remember. Shadow, Shadow, and this little bird guy who's kind of like Iago. He's Griffin. Griffin, and then you have Nightmare, the yes. big dude, the big boy, the big boy. Um, Who you just summon? He just like does whatever he wants. Yeah, basically, he's like, "All right, I'm here. What up?" Uh, <laughs> which yeah, Griffin is definitely Iago. It's very funny. Um, man, I wish that the actual animated version of V had the taped V book. <laughs> I, w- I make wish he had so the, the live action version of the bird too and the panther <laughs> that's so funny it's like this guy in like a black suit with like little sparkly yep. fabric behind him making the wings or, or they'll just bring in like a dummy bird at some point like he'll just hold it up in front of him yeah that's good too it's real good oh man um so yeah those are, those are your three protagonists uh I really enjoyed playing as as V because it, it it made me feel like I was actually being really good at the game compared to the other two. Yeah, <laughs> Where I was same. like I was like oh I'm not. Uh. I was like man when I'm playing as V I could pull off all these triple S's all the time. I'm just like killing it. Yeah, I got triple S's all the time as V, and I think the most that I could really pull off consistently with Nero was SS. Um, Dante on the other hand. Oof. <laughs> I didn't do well with him at all. Me either. Oof, oof, oof. 
Um, which is funny because that's like the style that people are so used to. And mm -hmm. they're like, I want to play as Dante. It's like, oh my God, guys, like give these other people a shot. Especially V, like his play style is really interesting. Yeah. Also, you can, um, so there's like the unlock ability system as always. And um, you can unlock ability with V so that he can like ride and on shadow <laughs> like a freaking skateboard yep. and it's amazing like he has this cane and everything he's like Woo! it's really good um but yeah you just kind of cycle through these dudes depending on what's happening in a story and um it's it's wild mm -hmm. <laughs> um that's to put it mildly um uh, you you start out um with with Nero and he's real mad because his arm is gone and he's gonna go get revenge um you're in like this weird hell scape and v is there but you're kind of told like i don't trust v and so you're like i don't know that i trust v because you don't trust v um eventually you get to the big big baddie there and dante is there and having a very bad time he's like this was a bad mistake we should not have come here we should leave please leave you're dead weight please leave what do you mean dead weight <laughs> <laughs> which becomes a sticking point for the rest of the game mm -hmm. um that he called him dead weight but yeah the fact that dante like in the first maybe 30 minutes of the game is like nope nope we've messed up this was bad why did we do this we done goofed we done goof please leave um lady and trish are both like knocked out mm -hmm. uh dante is suffering um nero is taken out um again on um, not on a date but V takes him away so that he doesn't do something stupid and um Dante's just left there yep. to, do, to do something stupid they're all like well he's probably dead <laughs> uh the city uh gets gets pretty messed up people die um i forget his name the guy who gives Dante his missions Oh, crud, what's his name? Morrison? Morrison, yes. Morrison's like, oh, that's bad. That's a big tree. We learned some uh, not-so-great things about his voice actor? Yeah, that's upsetting. Oof. Nothing like hiring a white dude to play a black guy. Yeah, don't do that, guys. There, there are people that are very talented that are not white guys. Especially a, a person who has done racist videos. Yeah, don't, don't do that either. That's also really not good. Um, you know what else is really not good? Uh, Nico is like the best character in this game. <laughs> um, also, she is distinctly a woman of color. Mm -hmm. um, her dad is a man of color. Um, there is a skin you can put on her that makes her blonde and white. Ugh. Yep. I was like, no, 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 no. She's beautiful. Look at her. She's beautiful. Leave her alone. And she just looks so like white, like washed out when she's in that version. They take her glasses off. I'm like, no, that's gross. That's, that's not my Nico. Apparently, one of Nico's tattoos also quotes William Blake. It does. That's that is a fact. Amazing. That is a fact. Devil May Cry Five. We love William Blake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, in case you're wondering why we're quoting William Blake, William Blake shows up a lot. A in this lot. <laughs> Um, this is probably the most that I've ever seen William Blake in a video game. Yeah. Yeah. Until we make our Atome. That's true. Featuring V from case... the Devil May Cry series. 
and then you just have naked William Blake all the time. Yes. I can't even like tell you like another game that features William Blake. I could think of a movie, but not not a game. Um, because my introduction to William Blake was when I was a distinctly emotional and edgelordy high school owl. And there was this film called The Dangerous Lives of Alter Boys. Mm-hmm. And they they quote uh, the tiger in there, which you have quoted to us earlier in this it's podcast. It's true. Um, which, like, you started that, like, I know what this is. <laughs> I knew you would immediately know what it was. Um, I also had to sing the tiger uh, in choir when I was in school. Yeah, which is wild. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a thing. <laughs> Because I'm pretty sure, like, Tennessee was not ready for William Blake to be, like, sung in a choral fashion. <laughs> um, but, yeah, William Blake is all over this game and is great. Finally, romanticism, at least early romanticism, is getting the attention that it deserves. Yes. Um, which, we'll talk about it in a bit, but they use one of his um, poems very, very, in a very clever way. Um, which was very unexpected for me, but I was real stoked about it because it was smart as heck. Uh, you might know what I'm talking about, but you might not. I don't know if you know it. You might know it. Um, so anyway, we we start off as uh, Nero and we're hanging out with Nico. You get that great opening sequence. Man, it's real Ooh. good. <laughs> I was sold right then and there. I'm like, yep, this is great. This is one of the greatest opening sequences I've ever seen. One of the things I actually like, I really enjoyed about this game is the idea that this was all just like all the events, like, or I guess most of the events of this game, excluding like the, the backstory bits, it all takes place in a single day. <laughs> it's just like, here's yeah. this one long day that just is terrible. Crap's just happening all over the place and we have to suffer through it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty garbo. Um, I think it's like, including the flashbacks, I think it's a month. Yeah. But even then, like most of the action happens in a day. Whew. Um, Nico is a garbage driver. <laughs> she, she drives the Devil May Cry van, which, um, those of you who have played Devil May Cry 4 know that, uh, Nero is given his own, uh, neon portable Devil May Cry sign. By Dante, so that's how it ended up on the van. Uh, and so he runs a portable version of the Devil May Cry service with Nico in the van. And um, as much as I love that opening sequence, seeing it in the live action version <laughs> with the voice actors was even better. Real good. That like cardboard van that they had cut out tied to a string. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, for people who I guess don't know, um, one of the bonuses that they included with the game with like the deluxe version was uh, they included all like the the pre visual uh, cutscenes that they they created before they like they actually animated all the cutscenes for the actual game, and they decided to throw them into the game as like replacement cutscenes that you could watch as you play <laughs> through the game, which is which is really wild. It's so funny. Like I really want that to be like to become like a new trend where like just companies just do that and throw those in. Like all willy nilly. 
it basically looks like a bunch of like high school kids with <laughs> the budget of like three dollars at a stick of gum mm-hmm. um made this like wild thing that they wanted to like act out and it's wonderful it really it's is so funny in every freaking way like even them like trying to animate like the the car roll and like her getting the cigarette in her mouth was so funny <laughs> but like we said earlier like the bird like in some parts it's just like this guy in a black suit yep. with like spark- <laughs> sparkly fabric flapping behind him and then in some sense this is just like a bird like pfft, what is happening good. it's so good um uh, like the main villain has basically like a cardboard box on his head. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, oh, it's genius. Whenever you see Dante go into like devil trigger mode, it's just like, he just has like this weird, like, like kind of like headpiece, And it's like all just like duct taped together. It's yeah. amazing. <laughs> it's so good. Um, I would highly recommend finding those videos and watching yes. them. Just because they're phenomenal. Like you probably want to like play through the game first before you do that, because like you would need kind of like the context of what's happening. Because you're not gonna understand like everything that's going on because they're on like a little like a mocap set. So like obviously there's not like backgrounds or anything like that really happening throughout most of these scenes. So uh, you would kind of need to understand like what's happening in that specific time. But like once you do, like it's it's legitimately amazing. Yep. Um. So you you play the game and it's a little out of like order in terms of how you learn things happened. Right. But this this tree thing appears. Uh Dante is in it somewhere. Mm-hmm. And uh Nero's like, "Well, I guess we got to get in that thing to find w- out where Dante went." Mm-hmm. Um so you're running around in uh Red Grave City, is that the name of it? Yes. Okay. Uh yes, still remember my devil they cried lore um because they make a big point about that being dante's old name (laughs) yes um in the in the written bits that you get yes uh what was the name like troy redgrave or something tony redgrave tony tony that's it yeah it's a dumb name (laughs) it is and then eventually he's like oh yeah by the way my name's dante okay i don't have a last name i'm just dante i'm dante (laughs) from devil may cry (laughs) Um, so, so yeah, a lot of the, the game buildup is Nero and V trying to like get up to parts of the tree. Uh-huh. Um, and one of the continuing gags of the game is that you can find these like pay phones, which some people won't know what those are. Nope. Um, <laughs> But you can find these payphones, and then like Nico just shows up in the most ridiculous ways to like bring you your customized menu. Uh, like I think the first time she like crashes through the ceiling to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's good. Um, so that was always my favorite thing. Even if I didn't need to customize anything, I'm like I want to call and see what she's doing. And then she yells at you for window shopping. You got to see what kind of crazy way she'll she'll show up to you at this point. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say this. Nico is what Cindy could have been in Final Fantasy. Yeah, like they're dressed pretty similarly. They kind of have the same like 
um, I don't want to say like career path, but like they're both mechanics essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah. One is more of a like inventor, but and like while Nico is dressed in like a sexy way, she's never portrayed as like a sex object. Mm -hmm. She's like, yeah, this is how I dress. What the f do you want me to do? Like, <laughs> Pretty much. I'm awesome. <laughs> um, and and she just like that. She's like unapologetic about who she is the whole game, and it's fantastic. Um, and I think that's why I like her. I, it, like I said, she's legit like my favorite character in this game, and that's saying something because V was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, even then, like. I love Nero. I've loved Nero since four, and I'm glad that he's back. And now he looks even more like Akihiko, and it's wonderful. God. He's like adult Akihiko. God. Oh, it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. Um, and it's JYB. Mm -hmm. um, Who does a really so, good yeah, job. He does a really good job. Um, I had I had an argument. I don't want to say an argument. That's not the best word. I had a conversation with someone the other day about JYB. A disagreement. And how he has a disagreement about how he has the same voice in every single context. And I'm like, no, like he definitely has the same like tonality just because that's how his voice sounds. But like, he does not do the same role every single time. Mm -hmm. And I would say the Nero is definitely a case of that, that he is not the exact same character as you would expect for him. Yeah. Um, Cause he's sassy. <laughs> yes. And I love it. I love it so much. Um, but yeah, it, it, a lot of it is just build up. Like, oh, hey, we have a bunch of weird demons. Oh, hey, one of these demons is actually a lady. That's wild. V seems real weird. Who could yeah, he be? V has some strange ideas and carries around a book with him. And, what, and what hangs is... out with some weird folks. Yeah, no kidding. Who is he? Hey, uh, Everyone's like, can we trust him? I don't know. He's kind of here. Know. We're just going to go with it. Yeah, like, they don't even really explain, like, the the only context of why he's there is just that he hires Dante, mm -hmm. but, like, that's it. <laughs> and everybody's just like, all right, well, I guess you're part of the crew now. Just, <laughs> hey. You're one of us now. We, like, it's also very Devil May Cry. They're like, all right, cool, I guess you're here. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the club, buddy. Um. So uh, eventually you do like get back up that that wild tree after you fight like a demon with a a, a belly mouth yes. thing that was that was wild um and fight some like weird spider ladies which I'm surprised you got through okay that eh, didn't bother uh, me like I said, we got to fight Lady in a library, which you, you were laughing at me when I was playing because I was destroying everything, <laughs> which is funny since I work at a library. Mm -hmm. um, it was very satisfying. Everything made very nice sounds when you, when you destroyed it. It was a lot of fun to destroy things that I couldn't destroy. And it was very upsetting that I couldn't, but I tried. Um, so yeah, eventually you do get back up that tree and you're like, well, we gotta figure out if Dante is still alive. Uh, and then we get like flashback scenes. Yes. Um, this is where we find out like, this is where V hired Dante, and Dante was not always like a weird scruffy boy in this game. He in fact had a relatively respectable haircut and was shaved, 
um, but also like didn't have the power or the water or the phone on. Nope, he just sitting in the dark for his business. And um, he says his name is Morris. Morris, Morris, Morrison. Okay, he shows up and is like, "Oh, by the way, uh, Patty wants you to come to her 18th birthday, and you're not answering the phone, so we're gonna need you to get a job so that you can pay these bills." Also, I have a job for you, and it pays up front. And he's like, "Oh, I'm interested. What is this job?" And then V shows up. Hello. <laughs> uh, and this is where he does the very, very clever thing mm-hmm. with William Blake, um, which you won't know that it's clever until later on when we get to that big spoiler. Yeah. Um, but he he reads a line from Infant Joy, mm-hmm. um, which is a Blake poem. Yes. And he's um, Dante's like, so what's your name, buddy? And he's like, I have no name. I am but two days old. And he's like, no, nah, just kidding. My name's V. Uh, which is important that he says this. Mm-hmm. But you don't think about it. You're just like, oh, that's a Blake poem. Interesting. All right. This dude's really into William Blake. <laughs> um, so he hires him because he wants uh, he wants Dante to take this this demon dude out. Which he, he specifically tells Dante like, hey, this you know you gotta kill this this big demon that revived. And Dante's like, oh, heard that one before. What's new? And, <laughs> and, and V's pretty much like, uh, this demon's kind of the reason why you fight. Yeah. By the way, his name is, oh, let me mouth it and totally tell you who exactly it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, oop, I dropped the ball. Uh-oh. Can't believe okay. you just dropped the ball. Wow. <laughs> I, Dropping I the ball on this on this podcast. <laughs> I dropped the ball on the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, the mouthing thing was a thing. Um... But yeah, so Dante's like, all right, cool. Guess I'm doing this thing. And uh, you get back to the scene from the beginning where he gets like his handed to him. And he's like, nope, this was a bad idea. What are we doing? Um, And you find out that like he lost very, very badly and kind of gets like ejected in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, And then stays there for like a month. And that's when he gets all like raggedy. Yeah, because he's kind of just like out. <laughs> yeah, he his hair gets longer and he gets scruffy, which I'm surprised that he didn't have more facial hair than he had after a month of just laying on the ground. Yeah. Um, but afterwards, he's like, "I'm fine. Everything's good. Um, time for me to like go figure out what the heck is happening here." Which uh, and- I guess I guess for clarification, like V is the one who finds him. Because he's yes. also looking for the the sword, uh, the Sparta sword. Sparta sword, yeah. And him finding that leads him to finding Dante, and then he gets he tries to like he almost like stabs Dante with the sword at one point. Yep, yep. And he's like, oh, I just I figured that would be how I wake you up. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, that was a thing. Um, like I didn't think you would wake up otherwise, so I did this. Yeah. Dante's like, huh, that's weird. <laughs> All right, All cool. right. Seems legit. All right, later. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks for waking me up. Gotta go. Got 
which you you do he gets the Sparta sword, mm-hmm. um, which I guess for context, in case you don't know, um, he is blood of Sparta. Yes. Um. Yeah. Okay. Cool. You know. <laughs> they. I, I feel like they kind of they drove that point that point home throughout the game. <laughs> yeah. It, it's just a weird thing because like, uh, Dante and his twin brother are part demon. His their dad was a demon and their mama was a lady. Mm-hmm. Not like lady, actual, but like an actual lady. No, not lady. An actual lady. <laughs> she was. She was a human woman. Isn't and okay, her name? What? What is? What is her actual name? Their mom. Yeah. Oh shoot! I forget. Um, give me a second. Uh, I have, I have, I have things at my disposal. I can find out. Her name is Eva. Eva. Oh. Because of course. Yep. <laughs> All right. You know, as you do. <sighs> okay. So. Eva course you do get a flashback at one point of like eva and she's like dante i need you to hide here and don't go anywhere i gotta go find your brother bye you're like oh huh that's weird (laughs) why would this show up right now Hmm. oh hey here's the sword um and then dante does something that is wild and just Stabs himself with it. Like, All right, got to do this. Well, uh, does he do that after he learns what happened? I think so, but it's still wild that he does it. Um, because the bird is like, what are you doing? That's not a good idea. <laughs> you get the sword and then you stab yourself with it? What? But yeah, uh. I don't remember exactly when it happened, but... I feel like he does that in response to knowing... Because he knows what, like... He knows what happened, essentially. Yeah. So I think Um, he does that because he's like... Well, if that could happen, then this could happen. Well, No, I think he says at first, like, hey, like... My dad or my brother stabbed me with this, and that's what gave me my power. So maybe if I do it again, it'll make me more powerful, essentially. Super powerful. Yeah. Sure, I won't bleed to death when I stab myself in the chest with this sword. Which it Who works. Who would do that? I know, but it's still a very bizarre idea. <laughs> it is. I mean, it's not the, the next. It's not the, the last time we will see that happen. <laughs> like, imagine if that were to backfire. You just bleed to death with you're like oh god i've made a terrible mistake game over Uh, whoops (laughs) big yawn big choo-choo welcome to the podcast where we get big yawns and big (laughs) choo-choos um so i guess if that happens now are we are we going to say what happened i guess i mean we're pretty much like kind of going on that path um uh, well, eventually V and Nero, or I think one of them, they get Trish, and V's like, "Hey, let me tell you how I was born." Uh, V gets Trish. Yeah, so he tells her like his back, kind of his backstory, and then he's like, "Hey, uh, Urizen, the the big demon we've been fighting, that's that's Virgil." Yep. So that's why. Who is Dante's twin brother? Yes. Um. So yeah, that's that's 
Trish is like, wow, huh? I knew something was weird about you. <laughs> uh, but I don't think they actually reveal who V is quite yet. Like, that comes nope. a little bit later. It's like, right, because basically Dante gets, like, his super-duper devil trigger powers, gets a new mm -hmm. sword out of it, and just beats the crap out of uh, Urizen. Yep. And then they go to, like, a fake version of, like, their childhood home and then yep. he just beats the crap out of him again <laughs> yep and then uh nero and v and everyone kind of show up and they're like hey we made it dante's like yay we did it and v's like i'm gonna go kill him dante's like that's not a good idea buddy he's like no i have to i have to finish this with my own hands i have to see this through which for the record it should be noted that he's like visibly falling yes apart. he is like crumbling his skin is crumbling because he keeps mentioning like hey my body isn't lasting that much longer. I have to kill him before yes. this all ends. Uh, I believe then at this at that point we they they do mention that um, the person that, who originally stole uh, the Yamato from Nero mm -hmm. was Virgil. Yep. And then he basically goes and stabs himself and basically separates himself into two: the demon Urizen and then his human form, which is V. V. Which it ties us back um, in. It does, and ties back into that William Blake form yes. because the poem. Because when he goes to Dante and quotes Infant Joy and says, "I, I have no name. I am but two days old." He was literally two days old at that point. Mm -hmm. Which is genius. Mm -hmm. It's so good. It's good use of William Blake. It's really good. It's so good. Um. So yeah. Uh. That's that's not good. So yeah, V's like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish this off. I'm gonna I'm gonna finish everything. Don't worry, guys. And Donnie's like, oh, okay, I guess. <laughs> Doesn't seem like a great idea, but sure, do your thing. So he climbs on top of like Urizen, and Uri's like, you. And V just like starts monologuing about how like, oh yeah, you try to get so much power, but like I completely understand because we are but one and the same. We have yep. the same desires after all. And then he basically yeah. takes his cane to and goes to stab him. Dante's like, uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. <laughs> Tries to run <laughs> after him. V stabs Arizen. And then just a huge flash of light happens. And then, oh, hey, what's up? It's me, Virgil. <laughs> yeah. Um, Did we miss the part where they were, like, going down or up the tree? Because that was wild. And that's where we get the hat scene. Uh, that's that is before this happens, but yes, there is the hat scene. The hat scene. The hat scene. Wow. Um, which prior to the hat scene, we have Nico meet Dante mm -hmm. for the first time, and completely fangirls over him. Like she's <laughs> so excited. She, she starts fumbling over her words. Like she's so stoked to finally meet him. Which, um, oh my cry, historicism points. Um. <laughs> Her grandmother is who made um, Ebony and Ivory, the, mm -hmm. the main guns that, that Dante's always used. And she's like, look at my grandma on there. Look at her. She's got her picture on that gun, see? <laughs> he's like, and he's like, I don't see the resemblance. Don't look much like her. <laughs> I look like my daddy. That's um, all it gave me. <laughs> her her dad was a character in 4, and he sucked. Ah. So, um he sucked real bad. There's a lot of references to her dad, and I was like, I don't who, no, I, I have no idea who this character is supposed to be, but yeah, let's go with it. Yeah, he's super sucky. He He's in four. Um, 
But yeah, so she's super, super excited to see Dante. And she's like, by the way, I, uh, I, I just cobbled this together. I was real excited to make it. Um, by the way, she also has this like Southern accent. Yes. Yes, she does. And, um, so she gives him this hat. It's a, it's a gift for them meeting. <laughs> it is. And I forget what the name, uh, is it Dr. Faust, Mr. Faust? Uh, Dr. Faust. Dr. Faust. Okay. Uh, also a, isn't that a literary reference? Pretty sure it is. That makes sense. Uh, Google. Everyone's favorite thing. Uh, Faust is the protagonist of a classic German legend based on the historical Johann Georg Faust. Plays Faust, Dr. Faustus. Leads to into making a pact with the devil. Hmm. That that seems legit. Uh, so oh, it's a Marlowe play. Okay. Uh, so she gives him this hat. Donnie's like, all right, cool. This, this looks like a good hat. I'll put it on. And then it happens. We get an entire Michael Jackson dance scene. Yep. <laughs> with Dante wearing this hat and a scarf that appears. Yep. Uh, while Nico is over in the corner, just like <laughs> losing her mind. So excited. Uh, yep. Everybody else is just kind of staring at him. Like what is what happening? Is She's like, on? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is again, a, a very good Nico moment. Very good Nico moment. But also like the fact that they bothered to do this. It's hilarious. It's so devil may cry though. Like it's so ridiculous. Like he, he they completely do this whole dance and he's like takes the hat and like all right yeah I'll take this yeah I'll, I'll keep it uh, of course the best thing is that the live action version also has this yes uh, except for the live action the uh, voice actor was not quite as good at the dance no but like he 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 tried he tried it it would basically be like any of hey he might be better than if I yeah. tried to do it. The, I, but, I really like the part though, like when, because like in the in the actual cutscene, like he flips the hat up, like he just does a big flip. In the live action yep. version, like he does that, but it's just like him spinning the hat real quickly to put it on his head. Yep, it's really really good. Uh, uh so that scene was wild. Yeah. Um, but then we get back to the whole like V and the separation and Virgil appearing mm -hmm. and all that. Um. We also have had a reveal at, at um, some point in this whole shenanigans of, you know, hat dancing and V turning out to be Virgil and all. Sibling then, rivalries. Like, yeah, we we uh, tell Nero, like, oh, by the way, that's your dad. He's like, huh? What? My dad. My papa. They're like, you can't kill your dad. We, we can't let you do that. Donnie's like, I'll just kill my own brother. It's fine. I got this. <laughs> He's like, wait, no, I'm not a dead weight. Um, because he's still stuck on that the whole mm -hmm. time. Um, but yeah, he he turns out to be his dad. So that's uh, which is funny because people have like been speculating over who Nero was related to since he appeared. Like people thought that it was Dante's kid for ages. Mm -hmm. Um, which like I can see where they would think that, but. Um, now we just know that Dante is the weird uncle, and it fits. It makes perfect sense. There was a there was a Tumblr Tumblr post I saw that was like, <laughs> the 
the real toughest character in Devil May Cry Five is the is the woman who had unprotected sex with Virgil. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I I had a conversation with someone about this, and um, there was and after knowing what you know from this game, it makes sense. There was a moment I think it was in Devil May Cry Three that Virgil really enjoyed hanging out in a library. But, you know, that's probably where he got all his blaking on. Um, blaking on. <laughs> yeah, all about that Blake. Uh, maybe he just, like, boinked the librarian. Maybe. I mean, like, maybe he got really into some Blake one day. It's like, you know what? He, I, he stumbled into the Byron section. He <laughs> <laughs> the Byron section. It's like, lady, I'm going to just have to lay you on this library counter right now. Let's go. <laughs> Um, uh, you know, maybe he just got too much like his dad for a moment and was like, um, you're a human lady. I just read a bunch of Byron. We should probably just do this. Going to the bone zone. Uh, and then Nero appears and then later tries to kill his weird uncle. Yep. Yep. And then ends up, you know, continuing his business for him, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, there's this whole struggle of like, do I get to kill my own dad? I don't want to kill my own dad. I do want to kill my own dad. You shouldn't kill your own dad. Everyone's like, like no, you don't get to do that. No, bad Nero. <laughs> but he's like super into this idea. Like, I'm going to kill my dad. He's like, I want to kill my dad. Somebody say yes to this plan. Everyone's like, no, <laughs> no, no. Um, also, like, there's this one cute part where, like, he he calls. Um, they say her name so weird. Kyrieier. Yeah, Kyrieier. I just keep seeing um, it as Kyrie. Uh, I would pronounce it Kyrie because of Kyrie Eleison, the song. Sure. By Mister Mister. <laughs> God. <laughs> of course. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good song. Um, you should go listen to some Kyrie Eleison. Um, but that's what I think of, and it makes more sense for it to be that since it's like um shoot is it greek uh anyway it's it's some languages like basically like, some languages it, it's it's like a prayer essentially and since she was like a religious figure um it would make sense that she would be curie but you know they pronounce it very odd and he like makes a phone call to her like hey don't worry about me everything's fine i just you know gotta go kill my dad um but i'll be back you be good now we're, we're we're good, right? Um, so he does make that cute call um, to his his lady friend that we never see, but we hear her twice. Um, we've seen her in four. I don't know why they just didn't make her a model here. Mm. But um, that relationship is super cute um, because he is very dedicated to to that life. Mm-hmm. Um, like you know, there's. There's Nico, who's a hot girl, and then you have, like, Lady and Trish, who are both naked at some points with um, very creative censorship. And he's like, that's great, Noel, but I have my lady back home. <laughs> and um, there are jokes later with Nico about his hands, so... I'll have to joke about that, but but yeah, he he he's very dedicated to her. It's very cute because you don't often get that in video games. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was just like, "I'm gonna kill my dad. Everything's fine." <laughs> Can I go by? 
he he he's told that he cannot kill his dad. Dante is there, like, oh god, why are you back, brother? You're the worst. So we get Dante versus Virgil, part seven thousand three hundred eighty-four. Yep. Yep. So you get to fight him, do that, and then they're just like ready to just go at each other, and then Nero shows up, and it's like, no, no. Um, yeah, they're, like, about to kill each other, basically, and Nero shows up in, like, a full-on demon form. Yeah. And is like, yo, buddies, I'm gonna, like, push you both back on your foreheads. And it was pretty sweet. Like, I've had a like, change of heart. No one's dying today. You're not. No one. You're not. <laughs> I'm not letting either of you guys die, and now that I know I'm related to both of you, idiots. <laughs> There's one point where, like, Dante tries to come up, and he just, like, backhands Dante, and then Dante's like... Are you sure you're not trying to kill me? Like that 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 punch nearly des- destroyed me. And then he just like laid back for a bit. He's like, "All right, just fine. Do whatever you got to do." Like he gives <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, cuz Virgil's like, "Well, I'll, I'll fight him. I don't care." And Donnie's like, "Whatever. Just do your thing. I'll sit out. I don't care. I'm I need some time." <laughs> I'm tired. I just got punched. I just got punched real hard. It hurts. By, by your son. Oh. <laughs> so he just like lays back. Uh, and, and get that yeah. cool demon fight. You get to fight Virgil again, which is much easier is, this time. Yeah, and it's like the first time that we've really seen Nero's like demon demon mm-hmm. form. Gets his arm back. Cool. He does get his arm back, which is wild. Um, and I texted you because I didn't want to spoil you on anything. I'm just like, what is happening? Nero, <laughs> your arm. It was wild. Nero, your yeah, arm he- is back. <laughs> he just grows a new arm. Beats the crap out of his dad. Beats the crap out of his dad, and then, and then they're like, "Okay, well, let's go take care of this tree. We gotta go deal with that." And not, Nero's like, "No," and they're like, "Yes, <laughs> we can do we're this. Go we, we're gonna go together. I'm gonna keep your keep an eye on your dad. You keep your you, old man. You keep things hunky dory up here. You know, and we'll figure things out." I love that he says, like, I got to keep an eye on your old man. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. Well, oh, then Virgil, I, I, Virgil bequeaths him his, his William Blake poetry. He does. Like, Here, he gives him the William Blake book. Keep it, keep, keep a hold on this. I'll, I'll, I'll be back for it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this, too, will make you woo the lady. That's, that's his dad's real trick. Although I don't know, maybe there are some Byron poems in there, and that that's what that's what led to maybe it. Maybe it's like a, just a collection of romanticism poetry. Perfect. Then I mean, it's like a Virgil, personalized book and everything. So yeah, Virgil's right there with us. Um, except for you know he's a person, and we're really not. But that's that's fine. Um, I'm still, I, you know, I'm going to stick to that whole theory about the librarian. I think that's a good theory. I believe he got it. To, got to some Byron and was feeling it. Feeling um. It. Just feeling it. It's a good theory. Uh, so yeah, they they decide they're gonna go take care of this tree because mm-hmm. uh, it, it's it's a bad thing, and they're gonna work together and be bros for a while. Except they're also gonna fight each other and then get real mad when demons show up and interfere. Yeah, well, you know, that's just gonna happen. Let's fight like seven thousand two hundred and sixty-seven. I don't remember what the first number was, but you know, we're we're up there now. Um. And then when uh, Nero gets back to Nico, she's like, what? You have a new arm? What? <laughs> I built you all these other arms. 
oh my god but then he, she's like oh you know your lady she's she's gonna be real happy about that. <laughs> i like how his response to her freaking out about his arms like everything else about the day has been real weird growing an arm is like kind of like the third weirdest thing that's happened today <laughs> <laughs> um then you have the interaction between them that uh, I think at one point she does offer to put on like a vibrating arm for him. And he's like, no, <laughs> no. Um, but she's like, you know, I-, I know you're sad about your dad and all, but but you can cry. You can cry on my shoulder. It's mm-hmm. fine. You know, uh, puppies go wolf. Kitties go meow. And, devils and can cry. Can cry. <laughs> devils can cry. And then the phone like, rings. <laughs> Well, he he says, "Say cry one more time." The phone rings. Devil may cry. It's <laughs> great. He was very mad. Um, I love that scene so Real much. Real good. It was really good. It was a good goof. Um, they're like my ultimate bromance. Those two are the best of friends, and I swear they're hilarious yes. together. Um, God, I. I love it. They are such good bros. Mm-hmm. Also, um, I'm just I'm just gonna put this out there. Pretty sure that like Nico decided she was into ladies after seeing Lady and Trish because there were a few <laughs> moments he was looking at him like, whoa. <laughs> and I will say that's one thing that um is kind of crappy about this game is they really underutilize Lady and Trish. Yeah, they're kind of just there. Yeah, they're just there. Sometimes they're there for like plot development purposes, but otherwise they're just kind of like there. They're just hanging out. Other than just like, okay, well, I guess Nico is totally into this lady now. I swear, I, I saw the look <laughs> in her eyes. She's like, you're a beautiful woman. I'm into this. Meanwhile, I was playing it and like, Nico, you're a beautiful woman. I'm into this. <laughs> she's gorgeous. She is. It's ever when they whitewash her and then she's not so gorgeous. Ooh. That makes me really sad. I'll have to show it to you later. And then you can be sad with me. I'm surprised my game didn't like freak out and give that costume at one point either. Yeah, it's weird that your game like freaked out and gave Nero brown hair. Gave him like one of his alternate costumes that I totally don't have. Yeah, that was wild. Yeah. I was like, did he just um, like randomly change while I was doing this mission? Like, what's happening? <laughs> and you're like, that's no, what? <laughs> no, no, that's weird. Um, which you do have the, um, after you beat the game, you have this little, like, loading, not a loading screen, but a menu screen of, uh, Virgil and, uh, Nero just, like, sitting next to each other, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny. Um, and then you can read, like, the documents where you find out that, like, Virgil's been a big fan of William Blake since he was a small child. Yep. <laughs> and, um, there was something else that we learned. It was weird. Oh, crud. Oh, I guess the whole thing with, like, um, Redgrave. Yeah. And Dante basically being like, I don't have a last name. My name's Dante. What up? Please, Mr. From the Devil May Cry series was my father. <laughs> I'm Dante. <laughs> also, also, he was a demon and he boinked a lady. Yes. But not that lady because her name is Lady. <laughs> you know, complicated. Once I beat the game... I immediately went into the menu and realized that I could change the battle theme for Dante, which was good <laughs> because his battle theme is terrible. Yeah. 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 These isn't bad. And uh, I would say Nero's is the best one out of all of them, uh, which 
if I remember correctly, there was like a performance of it at the Game Awards. It was of one of the songs. Yeah, I think it was that one because that was like the one that they used for the trailers. Because it's Devil Trigger. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, I immediately got rid of Dante's because I'm like, what is this crap? <laughs> and, and I think you asked me, and I'm not 100% sure, but it might have been the song that I muted. That, it might have been. probably the case. It was so bad. Also, the, the Dante song that they had to swap out vocalists for. They had to swap out the vocalists because the one's like a pedo. Yep. Yeah, they had a lot of issues. They had the, the one voice actor who was and then they had Dante's voice actor who was also and then they had that guy who was a pedo. Hey, guys. Bet your, bet your talent. Yeah. At least JYB is a good, good, good human being. JYB, don't ever let us down. <laughs> you will make me so sad if you let me down. It's not that hard to like do some like not not be some, a some special some like some some informed reading on your talent. Like, hey, is this person bad? <laughs> hey, has this person been accused of sleeping with a small not a small but she's like a teenage girl? Does this huh. person have videos on their YouTube channel in blackface? Saying terrible words that they shouldn't say that it's not their word to say. Yeah. Yeah. Also, why didn't we just hire somebody who's not white to voice this also man? Also true. Ugh. Yikes. Um. So yeah, Devil May Cry has some problematic things, but also at one again they whitewashed Nico and one mm -hmm. of the things, which is gross and very very mad about that. Um. But this game, otherwise, is just freaking fantastic, and I had so much fun playing it. Yeah. Um, I kept telling you, like, I don't think that I'm going to finish this before. Um, Direct quote from the podcast last week. I don't think I'll be able to finish this before next week's episode. Yeah. Two days later. Um, hey, I beat the game. <laughs> yeah, I got really into it. I mean, I, I beat it as well in two days, so. I got really into it. It's not that long of a game either. It's not. Oh, I, I'm seeing this alternate costume, and it is very bad. Oh, did you look it up? Yeah, it is very bad. They whitewashed her. Wow. They gave her blonde hair. They, they really took did. off her glasses, and they made her white. That's real bad. Yeah, real bad. Oofa doofa. It's, it's so upsetting because she is beautiful as she is, and she's definitely not not a white girl. Who thought that was a good idea? Um, yes, the answer is Capcom. And as we both know, Capcom, you know, they're doing better, but they still make some really bad decisions sometimes. Yeah. Also, and also, I have uh, a lot of people have been very dismissive about uh, Nico's English voice acting, saying like, oh, it's bad and everything. And like, say, how's it bad? Because they're dumb. And they're like, oh, the Japanese voice actor does it better. Um, from from her Wikipedia page on the Devil May Cry Wikia, uh, Lynn based her voice acting for Nico on the English voice of the character, which was recorded first. Yep. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Ugh. I sent you a picture of her dad, so you can see the fact that she is definitely, in the very least, like not all white. She is definitely yeah. not white. Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
like he is a a man of color um yeah lynn based based her uh, entire acting off the english voice actors and the english voice actors did awesome yeah she was so good maybe it's the southern accent they didn't like i don't know i think it's the southern accent i thought it was funny yeah so did i <laughs> <laughs> so yeah go figure also um one thing that i think is neat in a way and a little bit subversive about the um the southern accent is that she is arguably one of the smartest characters in the game mm-hmm. and usually you don't associate southern accents with being like hyper intelligent right um which is a bad idea to do don't do that true um not you necessarily but people in general but then in this game we have this incredibly intelligent woman who's able to like manufacture all types of weaponry and hands out of demon parts and um also make this wild hat um and you know she has a southern accent it, it it's really really cool mm-hmm. um i will say though um and it, it, it's not really their fault uh but the timing of them having a michael jackson dance and this yeah is- not the best considering that like the the Neverland documentary just came out. Right, but like it's it's not their fault. It's not something you'd really time and do all that sort of stuff. Like I don't think they would have had time to like delay and be like, Hey, we're gonna take this out. No, it's and I, I would be very sad if they did take it out. Um not because like, well, Michael Jackson's a good person, because he wasn't a good person, but because the scene is just so iconically Devil May Cry in the sense that it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they had taken Nico's reaction to everything out, I would have cried because it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was just not the best of timing. <laughs> Again, not their fault. Right, right. Um, their fault was hiring a pedo and a racist and uh, a guy who is um, dismissive of sexual assault. And victims. And victims, yes. Um, f- all those. Mm-hmm. And don't hire them. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, but I, I don't want to end on a bad note. I want to end on the fact that this game is f- awesome. Yeah. It's it, like, especially for someone who really has no like affinity towards the series, has not really played these games. Like, I enjoyed the heck out of this game through the entirety of it. So, mm-hmm. it's um, I haven't played a whole lot of new games this year, but it's one of my favorites of games that I've played this year. Yeah, easily. It's really good. Very very fun. Very very fun. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap this episode up then. All right. Uh, so if you'd like more from us, go to SeasonLimitCheckup.com or SAC.cool. It's where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like SeasonLimitCheckup and Jared and Al Watch. You can also find columns and reviews on the site as well. If you'd like more from Ann Ladium, go to AnnLadium.com. She's got columns and reviews. And you can follow us on Twitter, Twitter.com slash AnimeCheckup. It's where we do Twitter. And you can support us on Patreon, Patreon.com slash SACOVA. Uh, next week we will we will do something. We have we have a lot of stuff we could do, we could talk about. So yes, we have plenty of ideas that we can we could go with. Um, we'll just we'll nail something down and 
throw it out at you like a baseball. Oh, that's a baseball. <laughs> <laughs> or a William Blake poem. That too. <laughs> oh, that was so good. I love that William Blake is just like a major part of this game. It's great. 